0: Hey, man, how'd you like like a $20,000 raise? We can help you do that at savewithconrad.com. Don't take my word for it. Check out our reviews at conradreviews.com. We've got an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. We've won the number one best in business award many, many times, and we just got a great five-star review. That's uh, from Jimmy E. He says, my wife and I just closed on our refinance after working with Diane and Steven. What a great experience. We closed within a month and added about $1,000 of monthly cash flow. Thank you. They were great, and who would have thought a trip to First Family Mortgage, an ad-free shows booth at StarCast5 in Nashville would have led to this? LOL, thank you. Now, thank you, Jimmy, for believing in us. I know it's crazy. You're listening to a wrestling podcast, and you're going to save $1,000 a month. Now, think about that. Add that up over the course of a year, that's over $12,000 a year you're going to save. Now, how much money pre-tax would you have to earn to net $12,000? That's about twenty grand, right? And think about that. You would have had to work for that money, pay taxes on it, and then just give it away? Come on, man. Keep more of your own money. If you can hear my voice and you're in a 30-year loan, you've got a second mortgage, you've got credit card debt, you've got a car payment, what are you doing? I can show you how to keep more of your own money, get a lower monthly payment, and get out of debt faster. We're routinely helping our podcast listeners save up to 1000 bucks a month, just like Jimmy. Find out how much money you can save right now for free at SaveWithConrad.com. Oh, and how's this for starters? No house payments for two months. That's right. A little fall break from house payments. Sounds good to me. Find out how much money you can save at savewithconrad.com. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. And if we can't help you save some cash, we won't waste your time. One more time. Savewithconrad.com. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson here to tell you a little bit about adfreeshows.com. People often ask me, what exactly is adfreeshows all about? Well, I'm glad you asked. Not only do you get early ad-free access to all of my podcasts, starting at just $9, but you also get many of your other favorite wrestling podcasts, like Click This with Kevin Nash, Gentleman Villain with William Regal, Oh You Didn't Know with Brian James, and others, For yes, still just $9 a month. That's 14 podcasts in total every single week, early, with no ads. That's like 20 cents an episode. And yes, you can listen to them all directly through Apple Podcasts or through your regular podcast apps. How easy is that? Want some more cheese on that Whopper? AdFreeShows.com has literally tens of thousands of hours worth of bonus content, including fantastically popular series like Eric Fires Back, Idle Chase, and Strictly Business. And I don't know why this is a thing, but there's even more than 40 Ask Conrad episodes waiting for you at AdFreeShows.com. We've got monthly Zoom chats with all the podcast hosts, live watch-alongs with wrestling legends, and more. Come on now. See for yourself what thousands of other wrestling fans have already discovered. That's adfreeshows.com is the best value in wrestling today. Check it out right now, adfreeshows.com. You'll be glad you did.
1: Woo Wings, a virtual restaurant concept from the man himself, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Enjoy the legendary flavors and world championship wings by ordering with your Uber Eats or Postmates app. Woo Wings is now open in Nashville, San Antonio, Jacksonville, Florida, as well as Huntsville and Tuscaloosa in Alabama, with many more locations coming soon. Try the only chicken wings worthy of carrying the name of the 16-time World Heavyweight Champion. Tell them, Nate.
2: Woo Wings! Legendary flavors! World Championship wings! Woo! Woo Wings! Yeah! Woo woo!
3: recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment.
4: Hey, this is Kurt Angle. Welcome to the Kurt Angle show. On the show today, we'll be discussing one of my major pay-per-view main events against Triple H. But first, let me introduce to you my co-host, Paul Bromwell. How you doing today,
1: Paul? Kurt, I'm doing great, man. Really looking forward to this episode. This is classic Kurt Angle at his best. When you talk storyline with Triple H and Stephanie, uh, where this is the continuation of your storyline with them, with the whole love triangle. And this
4: storyline actually made my career. It did. If I wasn't man. involved
1: in this storyline.
4: I don't know how well I would have done. This was really crucial to my career.
1: Yeah. And, and you and I did a, uh, The whole deal, the whole storyline, SummerSlam 2000, a a little over a year ago. And we know that you suffered that concussion of that SummerSlam match with Triple H uh, and Rock in Raleigh, North Carolina. After that announced table shattered and you took that attempted pedigree from Triple H. But the big storyline, Kurt, coming out of that match was Triple H punching Stephanie when he had to pull your head out of the way a bit. (laughs) And then you carrying Stephanie away from ringside. Rock beats Triple H and the show ends. And they say uh, at Raw the next day, you spend the previous night in a hospital as a precaution. But you are still at TV the next two nights getting involved physically. So let's jump into it, buddy. Uh, Did they say you could take some time off if you needed to? Or did they want you on TV immediately to continue the storyline? And what what was going on there?
4: You know, back then, it's crazy. Um, They gave you the option if you wanted to go okay. on TV or not. Um, I know at this particular time they wanted me to go on TV, but they wanted me to take it easy and not do anything physical. But I actually did physical stuff on TV, which was crazy. But you can't do that today. There's too many liabilities. But back then you could get away with it.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Definitely couldn't do that in this, in this day and age. Uh, and thankfully, I mean, they're doing the right thing now by the boys. Absolutely. Yeah, no uh, you know, scrambled egg brains and things like that. But listen, dude, we're jumping right into this and we got eight clips. I'm so excited about this show and so we got a lot to cover. So uh, raw the night after SummerSlam was in Greensboro and they say Stephanie wasn't there. Triple H has no idea where she is and confronts you. They also get China involved in the storyline coming off the past association. With her and Triple H, Eddie Guerrero is involved, too, and gets pissed at seeing Hunter and China together. And, buddy, we got a nice little package here for Clip 1 this week explaining everything going down. So let's take a look. This is August 28th. Check it out. Clip 1 this week from Raw.
3: Well, there you see Triple H, and he's waiting on his last 70s around the king. We understand that Triple H hasn't seen his wife in 24 hours. I get this feeling inside me that Kurt Angle's got something to do with it.
2: At SummerSlam, your Olympic hero sadly suffered a horrible, horrible concussion. There are a lot of things that I don't quite remember. What I do know is that Hunter actually struck his wife, Stephanie, and what I do know is that I came back to help Stephanie, to take her away from any further brutality. Triple H, you always made a loud up champion. You make even a lousier husband. Oh, oh, this is damn sure personal. There's one thing I wanna know. I want you to tell me where my wife is. Maybe the reason why your wife Stephanie hasn't tried to contact you. It's because she's scared of you. It's because she doesn't trust you. Or maybe, just maybe, when you punched her in her head, you finally knocked some sense into her, and she sees you as
3: the f*** <laughs> that you are. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. on. your hand, Kirk. Right in front of
1: us. Oh, hell. That's pretty good. Guy. Did you look okay?
0: Yeah, I'm doing all right. It's holding. Angle, fan. I just feel like my marriage is falling apart, you know?
3: Relationships are a tough thing. And marriage is even harder. I know that whatever you and Steph are going through, you'll work it out. Just give your wife a
1: chance. You guys will do fine. Maybe you're right.
3: Thanks a lot. Hey, mommy. Petty! Yes, Eddie, what are you talking about? Eddie you, stop it! My mommy is yes,
2: Eddie. I know exactly how you're feeling. You don't
3: know how I'm
2: feeling, but, but I do. There's nothing lower than a man that would try to snake his way into another man's relationship. I know that. It doesn't get any worse Daddy. than that. Fight for her. Don't no challenge That's yes, it.
1: Kurt, this is your official foray into soap operas, isn't it? (laughs) Yes. I was heavily involved
4: in a soap opera, and it was crazy.
1: (laughs) JR said it best. Look at that smirk, Kurt. Look at that smirk. The evil smirk, yeah. Oh, man, this is so good. So, Stephanie, she's back. It's uh, August 31st, SmackDown from Fayetteville. She says she missed her all to be with Shane, said to be recuperating after his crazy bump in the match with Steve Blackman at SummerSlam. And so they set up a match with you versus Eddie Guerrero versus Triple H continuing the soap opera stuff from Raw as you hit the angle slam on China and then Eddie attacks you. But Triple H is pulled from the match and taken away by the police on spousal abuse charges. God, this is so good. (laughs) So instead, it's you versus Eddie in a singles match. And, buddy, here's another highlight package. Let's take a look. Here we go. All right. Like Young and the Restless. Here we go.
0: <laughs> Mr. we're here to talk to you about a complaint we received in reference to some spousal abuse. You need to come on downtown so we can discuss this downtown in the office. What? What's this all about? We received about? a complaint of spousal abuse. You're going to have to come downtown so we can investigate this further. You sick the cops on me? I, I don't know
2: what this is all about. I, I have nothing to do with this. Triple H is at police headquarters. A complaint of spousal abuse has been filed against Triple H. What about our That's main event? Wait, you know this step? We'll make it a one-on-one matchup. Eddie Guerrero versus Kurt Angle. But wait, wait, wait but Eddie's going to have China in his corner. Kurt can't just go out there. No, no, Kurt's not going to go alone. You're going to be in his corner. No! Kurt Angle. No! Kurt Angle with a shot to the head of Eddie Guerrero. Kurt Angle using China's Intercontinental Championship. Kurt Angle picks up the victory. China
3: coming to the aid of falling Latino heat. Well, and-
1: Oh my God. So many cliffhangers. I mean, so much drama it is. Oh, I can barely, I don't, what's going to happen next. I can't wait for this show as it (laughs) unfolds. So listen, Meltzer chimes in. He had some stuff to say about the two shows in Greensboro and Fayetteville. I can't wait to read this to you. Here we go. According to reports from the shows in Greensboro and Fayetteville, the reason the triple H versus Guerrero match in Greensboro and the Guerrero versus angle match in Fayetteville had no heat is because women in the stands were showing their breasts to get attention and the fans didn't care about the matches. One woman in the stands was in the middle of doing her routine when Triple H came out and he came out to no pop. When security (laughs) tried to take one of the women away, a fight broke out. So nobody's watching the match. In Fayetteville, no women were showing their breasts all night until Lawler got on the house mic during the final commercial break and said that they've got a two-minute break, so let's see two minutes' worth of puppies. It (laughs) distracted the crowd and resulted in nobody caring about the Angle versus Guerrero main event. Different times, my friend. Are you even aware that this is going on? to explain why the the crowd is so quiet during these these matches for you guys.
4: Yes, and it was the worst idea in the world for Jerry Lawler to have fans (laughs) show their puppies. Whether it's during the show or during commercial break, that's when the fans don't get involved in the match anymore. They're more interested in seeing naked women in the crowd, and I don't blame them for that. (laughs) But, you know, the thing is, it's something that we tried. It was the wrong thing, and we didn't do it anymore after that.
1: Buddy, you're right. It was that era. Listen, during these... It was a few years earlier than that. I was down in Greensboro and Charlotte area for a couple of WWE matches. And, buddy, they aren't shy down there because it was during the DX era. And, yes, during the lulls in action, women all over the crowds were taking their tops off. So I completely... Uh, see what's going on down here in the uh, Carolinas. Dave also goes on to say angle had his bell rung again in the SmackDown match with Guerrero and was foggy as it pertained to spots and Guerrero walked him through it. There was a lot of criticism and justifiably on WWF this past week for its handling of angle, mainly that angle should have never gone back out the second time at SummerSlam. If there was fear, which there was that he really had a concussion from the table breaking early and him landing with a bad angle, that And after spending all night in the hospital, he probably shouldn't have taken that bump when Triple H shoved him out of the ring on Raw, let alone done a match on SmackDown. The fact he couldn't remember his spots in the SmackDown match pretty much well says it wasn't a good idea for him to be in the ring. The, mental, the mentality in wrestling is that you, above all, when injured, finish your match. And there's a strong mentality to work when injured, so listen, I mean, you, you, already said it on the show back then. That was the mentality, right? You got to finish the match, whatever's going on. Oh yeah. At all costs, you finish
4: the match, no matter what. I mean, I I've seen triple H where he uh, tore his quad and rolled up his leg and he still <sighs> finished the match. Um, it, it's just one of those things that you have to do. It's part of the business and that's what it was instilled in your mind when you were training for it. They tell you, you have to finish the show at all costs, no matter if you're injured or not.
1: Yeah. Do you remember the whole situation with Eddie carrying you through that match? Yes.
4: Yes. I was really messed up. I, I actually took a hakkarana and landed on my head on the mat. And I, I, I popped up and all I saw was a bright light. And then I forgot everything and I didn't know where I was. And I remember Eddie telling me what to do. He's like, are you okay? Let's go to this next spot. So Eddie talked me through the rest of the match, but honestly, I shouldn't have been in that match or I shouldn't have been in that situation. That was just really
1: bad. Kurt, do you have any idea how many concussions you've probably suffered (laughs) in your career?
4: You know what? I I would say I probably had four concussions that I know of. Major. Um, Yeah. 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 One was a slight concussion. Wasn't too bad. The other three were pretty bad, but, um, you know, I, 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 even to this day, I, you know, I'm starting to, um not remember things, yeah. Um, you know, and I'm only in my early fifties, but uh, you know, I've, I've gotten a little bit damaged to my brain. I, there's no doubt about it. Um, You know, uh, my memory is not that great anymore. And uh, it's, it, it, I really have to think hard about yes. remembering the past.
1: Yeah, no, I, 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 and that's why, you know, like even when we did the Wisconsin show, you went on for an hour and a half and I was so proud of you. And you, it was like, you know, you snapped off the answers because I know that you can't be the physical athlete that you've been, no. take the bumps that you've been to the head, that you have to the head and these concussions without having some kind of, you know, issues. And, and you, so admittedly, you know, you've, you've struggled just a little bit with trying to remember stuff. And, uh, man, that's, that's what all the research has shown. That's why it's so important. Uh, for people to take all the necessary precautions now, when it comes to head trauma,
4: safety is the best issue right now. That's what they need to worry about: is not put these guys in any situation where they end up with a uh, long-term damage. You're Absolutely. right.
1: Absolutely. Well, listen, we're going to continue on with uh, the little bit of the the fun here. We're going to carry on with the soap operas, and we're now bringing Stephanie's ex test into the storyline. So we move on. It's September fourth, raw, Lexington, Kentucky. The show starts with a great nearly 30-minute segment. This is from Meltzer with Triple H and Stephanie out there, then Foley talking about who filed the police report against Triple H. It ended up with everyone in the ring and out of the ring, adding Angle, Guerrero, and China as suspects, and the fans all thought it was Angle. But finally, Tess confessed, as after nearly one year, he finally remembered the wedding angle, a 30-minute angle to set up a two-minute squash match. Meltzer says uh, that because Triple H beats Tess in a short match later in the show. These long 20- and 30-minute talking segments to open the show are common for the time period, Kurt. Does it get tiring after a while when you really are doing more soap opera acting stuff than wrestling matches?
4: Well, back then, that was normal. You know, the Attitude Era was all about storylines and characters and gimmicks. And, uh, you know, we we had to do these to explain the show and what was going on, explain the storylines. And we usually started to show off with 20 to 30 minute promos. It happened every week. And, um, it was just the way the business was back then.
1: Yeah, no, it certainly was also on the September 4th show. It was supposed to be an intercontinental title match with you versus China, but then Eddie got himself added to the mix. Uh, Meltzer said, you still seemed a little bit off in this match. He said, China took a nice Harley race bump over the top and out angle. uh, Still seemed off in this match. He hit China with the title belt, but Guerrero suplexed angle over the top to the floor. Guerrero hugged China and the ref counted three and four minutes and two seconds. Guerrero acted like he didn't want the belt and kept apologizing to China. Finally, when China accepted the apology and they hugged, he did the Bret Hart smirk, indicating he double-crossed everyone. Did you enjoy working in the ring though with China and what did you think of the whole Eddie China Latina Heat Mama Sita? Oh, the Mama Sita thing was yeah. awesome.
4: They had great chemistry. The way Eddie, uh, you know, drooled like a dog around her was awesome. He was he was so protective. He was uh, the great Latino Heat um character that he played and he he played it really well. And um I really enjoyed it uh those two being together. And wrestling China she was really good, surprisingly very good, and, and really basic but very effective. I really enjoyed working
0: with her, too.
1: Nah, she was always fun to watch, and uh, now nah, you could just tell the chemistry between them and the chemistry with all of you in the ring was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, we continue on with this storyline. We move on to the September 7th SmackDown in Louisville. And we're going to give you a quick recap from Dave from this show. He said, Triple H beat TNA in a handicap match. Key spot was when Test was about to hit Stephanie, but you, my friend, Kurt, made the save. Albert went after Angle, turned around, and got pedigreed. Undertaker then beat Angle via DQ when Benoit interfered. Triple H saved Undertaker by attacking Angle, and they fought to the back. Stephanie got mad at Triple H for attacking Angle since Angle had saved her earlier. So we're caught up on that part of the storyline. We move on to Raw, and we're going to have a clip from this one. It's September 11th from Phoenix. First, you go complaining to Commissioner Mick Foley about your handicap match with Test and Albert. Let's check it out, Kurt. I I love the chemistry with you two. Let's see it here. (laughs) Kurt and Foley.
2: Hey, man. Hey, Kurt. How are you? I'm doing okay. But first and foremost, I'd just like to ask you, how are you feeling? Because nothing concerns me more than your health. Kurt, I appreciate your insincerity. I'm a little banged up, but to tell you the truth, I think I'm doing better here tonight than you were last week. What are you talking about? (laughs) Talking about Triple H kicking your butt on SmackDown. You know, that's why I'm here. Because I'm about to do something that Triple H couldn't do last week. I'm going to defeat TNA in a handicap match alone. T standing for Taker? No, Test. And A stands for Austin? No, Albert, not Austin which I had nothing to do with his untimely demise last November, by the way. I just wanted you to know that. It's Kurt, true. Yeah. Do you have a point? Yeah, the point is Triple H attacks me against my match against Taker. Cowardly attacks me. And tonight he has a night off. He's going unpunished. I have a match with TNA. It's a handicap match. And Triple H doesn't have a match. I don't understand. Well, Kurt, I can... Kurt. Yeah. I'll make you a deal. Okay, deals are good. I like deals. Deal me in. Sure. <laughs> I'll give Triple H a match here tonight. Okay, tonight, Against sure. a suitable opponent. Suitable is good. I like suitable. Okay. But you have to do something for me in return. I would love to do anything you want me to do, Mick. You just ask me, I'll stop do it. Stop talking. Yeah? Okay, That's I the g- deal. I give him the match, you stop talking. Okay, I'll stop talking. You're, You're not guys. stopping.
3: Stop it. All right. I- stop. Okay, let's get out of here. We got work to do. What get away! Heck? hardcore legend coming through. And it's you, it- no talking. The traveling commissioner's office. What's going to happen here next?
1: Hey, man, how did you like working with Mick? You
4: guys did have some good chemistry. Mick's hilarious. Yeah. I love working with him. He, You know, he makes everything funnier. That's just yeah. who he is. And he, he he's just an incredible entertainer.
1: Yeah, another guy, man, you can match wits with and so much fun and and uh, just came out so natural. So, listen, the suitable competition for Triple H turns out to be none other than Chris Jericho, the guy still all these years later crushing it in the ring. Still doing it, yes. My goodness. So Jericho, a um, Meltzer said Jericho beat Triple H via DQ in a good match that lacks some crowd heat because Triple H is a face and worked as a face. X-Pac interfered for the DQ and Triple H shoved down X-Pac for costing him the match. Before this happened, though, Stephanie came out and Angle dragged her to the back. So just to be clear here, guys, Jericho is a face. So putting him versus Triple H during the storyline with you two seems a bit off, don't you think?
4: Yeah, I think the reason they did that, and this is me just guessing, I don't think they had anything for Jericho that night, and they wanted to get him on the show, and Jericho was such a big star, you want to put him on the show, you don't know where to put him, so you throw him in this match with Triple H, which is a big-ass match, I think it was the right thing to do but they were both baby faces at that time, even though triple H wasn't really a baby face. He's never been really a baby face. He's been a heel 99% of his career. Yeah. But you know, the only reason why he was a baby face in this position is
1: because I was trying to steal his wife. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's, that's Made him vulnerable. It. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, Meltzer goes on. He says, then TNA beat angle in a handicap bout via DQ when triple H attacked them costing angle, the belt, uh, the bout. test was about to hit Stephanie, TNA beat up on triple H and angle save triple H. It turned into a three ring circus at this point. And buddy, let's pick up this clip now with the three-way circus as Meltzer calls it. And he's right. It's freaking hilarious. We got it here, Kurt. Let's check it out.
3: Down the, the gun of TNA. And now oh no, this ain't good. Don't look good. Don't feel good. Ain't going to be good. Now wait, wait. Calm down. This, this is that, not going to be pretty. To help Stephanie trying to go turn it. Oh. Hey, hey. like seven down his line. Stephanie like trying to get at, at an angle. and uh, t- Stephanie trying to. to <laughs> Stephanie stop the referee! And down goes in! Go. Stephanie to stop the referee! Oh, hell is broken loose. We need help out here now. Oh, this is not good. This is not good. Stephanie, stay out of the way. The game in turn makes us want to fight each other. Yeah. <laughs> Hurt bad. Stephanie is not moving here, King. She's right in front of us. This is awful. Is she all right? Triple H checking on his wife. Get some help out oh, here. Stephanie's hurt. Stephanie is hurt badly here. Whether well, you like her or not, you hate to see this happen to anybody. My God, I. Stephanie I mean, was being mauled. All she was trying to do was separate Kurt Angle I'm and her husband, and she was mauled. These guys were so intent on destroying each other, they almost destroyed Stephanie. We've had referees assaulted. And now Stephanie McMahon-Hildsey has been assaulted. And look at the game's face. can't believe this. A lot of concern here, and rightfully so. First you got, oh, oh wait a What minute, is no, Angle wait. doing? What is, what is, what? Right there! Angle with a cheap shot. Oh, right the in the middle of the game. You Stephanie can't take right that that's too up Triple H had his wife in his arms, trying to take her to the to the back for medical help. And Triple H got cheap shotted by Kurt well, Angle. Need better. We need medical help for Stephanie for sure now. What the hell is Angle thinking? This war Oh my.
1: Wow, that was something, wasn't it, buddy?
4: You know what's crazy? We were going to do three more spots where we actually landed on Stephanie again, but Vince was like, this is too much. So we had to take three of them out.
1: <laughs> Dude, she was getting ragdolled. I was she feeling bad. her ass beat. Oh my goodness. Like when she took that bump knocking outside of the ring and her back hit the 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 apron there. Oh, before. she took it hard. Yes. Oh man, I felt so bad for her. And uh what a champ. But that and then the refs. How what about throwing blows on the refs? That always had to be fun for you. <laughs> I think you knocked you punched Jimmy Corberis in the head. Yeah, that was good. Uh well, so after this, Hunter storms into Foley's office. And this is where the match for Unforgiven is made official, Foley making himself the special referee for it. Kurt, I want to pause right here and share something that we often talk about on the show and that's reliability. It's so important in life and I know about I don't know about you, but when it comes to my automobile getting to go where I need to go on time and without a hiccup is paramount, but unfortunately, that's not always the case and that my friends is where Car Shield provides a solution. They make it easy and affordable to protect your car from expensive repairs. I know that because they've been there for me, and that's just for starters. CarShields, the number one auto protection company in the US, and offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month. The plan covers more parts than ever before, whether your car has 5,000 or 150,000 miles. Let me tell you how simple it is to get your car fixed. When you need a repair, you choose the mechanic, and CarShields administrators handle the rest. That's it. You don't have to deal with the paperwork or headaches. You're taken care of. Same goes if your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road plans through car shield include coast to coast roadside assistance. How awesome is that? They're there to take care of you with rental car options and trip reimbursements at no extra cost. And you can lock in your price right now and it will never. And I mean, ever go up. How cool is that? So they can protect your wallet just like they've done for mine. Go to carshield.com slash podcast to start your plan and lock in your pricing forever. That's carshield.com slash podcast. A deductible may apply. Kurt McFoley's in the mix. We move on to SmackDown. It's September 14th, also from Phoenix. Meltzer says, and what was a great TV match? TNA beat Angle and Triple H in 5 minutes, 48 seconds. They had hot action as both Angle and Triple H carried things well. Stephanie came out for the finish. Angle was on the apron, daring triple H to punch him with the idea. If he did the match at unforgiven would be canceled. It was tremendous heat as angle was taunting him, but triple H couldn't hit him, but he was distracted long enough for tests to pin him test pins, triple H buddy. What are your memories of working with both Test and Albert? Well, I
4: started in the business with them. They were at the Dory funk dojo okay. uh, back in late 1998, uh, right before Albert and test started, they were incredible big guys. Uh, they both both were very effective, very good workers. Um, especially Albert for his size, he was three sixty, and the guy sold like a like a lightweight. Like yeah. he was really good. Um, but they were both awesome, and and I love their team with Trish Stratus. I thought TNA was a great team. I think they would have had a lot more success if they would have stayed together.
1: Nah, I'm with you, man. Uh, You know, I I like the Trish Stratus pairing as well. Uh, And uh, no, both big guys. Albert's still doing his thing, still coaching and doing his thing too, as far as uh, down at NXT. Uh, So there we go. He deserves to be a
4: coach. He's really good. Uh,
1: Everything I've heard from others too, Jim Ross and others, man. Big supporter of his. We move on. It's September 18th. Paul Bromwell turned 23 this day at Chicago. (laughs) Dave Meltzer has a lot to say about the change and the change up in the storyline a bit here. Here we go. They took so much heat off Angle by making him a comedy heel instead of a threatening heel one week before his most important match of his career. Now, if this is a prelude to him doing something really evil and snapping because of the footage of him crying, that would be one thing. But if not, the timing was very strange since when Angle came out later in the show, there was no reaction to him. Show opened with a 23-minute long segment with Stephanie, Foley, Angle, and Triple H. The key thing was to show footage of the 1996 Olympics where Angle cried after getting a decision, and a very controversial one at that. In the gold medal match, as you can see, the Iranian thought he had the match won. They showed him crying on the victory podium as well and basically tried to insinuate that angle was gay without specifically saying it. Kurt, what do you think about this whole storyline? Were you against it? I mean, what were you thinking about this?
4: Well, you know, doing the Olympic gold medal thing and me crying, you know, I get it. They were trying to, you know, you know, have fans, you know, uh, put a little bit more like make fun of me. You know, it was just one of those things where Triple H was the baby face and I was the heel and he wanted to have fun with it. And um, I don't think it was a good idea. Um, I also, uh, don't believe that, um, triple H and I, uh, you know, there was no reaction because I believe that triple H wasn't really a baby face. He's never been a baby face. Uh, Even in this angle, he yeah. didn't act like a baby face. He didn't do anything baby ish. It was just because I was trying to take his wife. And I think that's the reason why we didn't have any reaction in our match.
1: Yeah, everything had been really great so far with this storyline, but, uh, man, I guess this is a son of the times or whatever back then, 20-plus years uh, ago with this whole deal. But uh, that is what it is. We move on because later in the show, Meltzer said Triple H and Angle and Stephanie beat TNA and Trish Stratus. Angle had no heat out uh, out there after the first segment, as mentioned. Triple H gave Tess the pedigree and put Stephanie on top for the pin. Triple H attacked Angle after the match when Angle hugged Stephanie after the win. Uh, So moving on to the go-home SmackDown on September 21st from Milwaukee. One of the other big things going on for the Unforgiven pay-per-view will be the official return of Steve Austin after neck surgery, Kurt. The storyline is he's going to find out who ran him over at Survivor Series the previous November Do you remember this, the whole big return of, of stone cold here? Oh yeah.
4: Yeah. It was huge. I mean, everybody couldn't wait for stone cold to come back. And, uh, you know, I, I, I got to meet stone cold when I was doing, uh, dark matches when I was traveling with raw and SmackDown. And, um, he, he's the one that told me to watch every match from beginning to end the whole show. He said, you'll learn so much quicker if you do that. And he was right. It, It really helped me a lot. So, uh, and also it also told me what I could do and what I couldn't do. Like, uh, when a heel gets heat, if a heel earlier in the show attacks a leg and works on the leg, then you shouldn't work on the leg when you're main eventing later on in the show. So it also gives you, sends you a message of what you can, you know, the heat you can do yeah. uh, when you're a heel and, uh, make the match look different than the other matches.
1: There you go. So, uh, we're, here we are. This, the show opens, Dave says with everyone around the ring, Foley said he was going to find out who ran over Austin. Everyone started blaming everyone else. Foley blamed the rock who said he didn't do it. Then he blamed triple H who said he didn't do it. Triple H blamed angle. Cause of course he does <laughs> angle blamed S a Rios angle. Then blamed DX X-Pac then blamed Jericho Jericho said it may have been Stephanie, Stephanie said she wasn't even there that night. Although then they showed footage of her helping Austin after he'd been hit. So that doesn't make sense. She then blames the undertaker. He called her a tramp. (laughs) Then a battle Royal started with everyone. Triple H and Stephanie were back together and Triple H didn't even sweat when angle sent Stephanie flowers. Triple H asked Stephanie about Shane saying he was alone at the hospital. When Stephanie had said she was with him, she said Shane had suffered a head injury and just didn't remember You have Undertaker and Rock, and Triple H beat Kane and Benoit and Angle. They didn't even try to explain why Rock and Triple H would be teaming already, nor did they tease any problems. Angle collided with Stephanie, and Triple H rolled him up for the win. Angle laid out Triple H after the match and pounded on him with a sledgehammer, then gave Stephanie a kiss. He then asked Triple H to ask his wife if he kisses like a pansy. Let's take a look at some of the video package recapping this whole deal. This is from Sn- SmackDown on the 21st of September. Let's take a look, Kurt.
2: A piece of Kurt. I want a piece of Kurt. What do well, you think I want this to continue? I'll tell you what I'll Of do. course I do. I'm going to book a match. You and him one-on-one and unforgive it. And just to make the sure the damn thing comes to end, I'm going to referee it. Triple H versus Kurt Angle. Mick Foley, the special guest referee. Maybe I was wrong about Kurt Angle. Now, what kind of a guy stands in front of a hot woman and just wants to be... Where is it written that a guy and a girl can't be just friends? Friends. You'd like to hang out with Steph. You'd like to maybe go shopping for drapes with Steph. It
3: doesn't make you a... I'm sissy. i sissy? How do you think it's true? Angle's about to explode here. Oh, oh look, look this. The Olympic slam. Kurt Angle with an Olympic slam to Triple H. Kurt Angle just drove all the air right out of the game. Oh, my oh, God. No. Kurt Angle that was, was a switch. sledgehammer, for God's sakes. Oh, no. Oh! the ribs. the sternum shot to the ribs from the game triple h and kurt angle still hammered away wait a minute kurt angles kissing stephanie kurt angles kissing stephanie hey
2: hunter ask your wife if i kiss like a panty and one last thing hunter who's crying
3: now this ain't about the olympics it's not about the ww title this is damn sure personal. personal
1: Man, they really got your head wagging in, in, in there on that kiss, didn't they? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love their video package team, man. Their production and how they put these stories oh, together. Awesome. First right. class, brother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so listen, on the, on the live Sunday night heat in Philadelphia, just before the Unforgiven pay-per-view goes on the air, you get to deliver the last hype promo to try to get people to order the show. Kurt, we uh, we have this in our in our sixth clip of the week, the Sunday night heat promo. Let's take a look at it
2: because that's what this match essentially is all about love love and no i'm not talking about love of my fellow man there you go because i want to make this perfectly clear i do not have love for any man i do not love men period tell them about it hey wait a minute look at that no this is a different kind of love love for what is right and i'll make this simple enough that even you people here in philadelphia can understand oh it's true it's true this is not a fight with triple h this is a fight for what is right continuously striking your wife and claiming that it was an accident is not right sabotaging the career of a man just starting out here in the WWF just because you're not nearly as talented as he is is not right come on people let the man try to think and mocking a man who won the gold in the 1996 Olympic Games making fun of a man who shocked the world and honored his country that is definitely not right That's true, JR. It's true. It's not right. And, Steph, I don't know if you can hear me or not, but what I did to you on SmackDown, forcing myself on you, that was not right either. I pulled a Triple H. It's true. It's true. Oh. And I apologize for that, Steph. But I do not apologize for hitting Triple H in the stomach with a sledgehammer. Wow. Oh, no, I don't. I do not apologize for crying in the Olympic Games. It's emotional. But what I do apologize for is for what I did to you, Steph. Because it was not right. And I promise I will make it up to you tonight in my match with Triple H. Because I will do what is right.
3: And that is true. True. What does he mean by that, JR? Oh, wait a minute. Hey, there's a Mr. and Mrs. Helmsley Uh-oh. just arriving in the game is in a bad way from that sledgehammer attack from Thursday night SmackDown King. Look, Kurt! How are you going to make it up to Stephanie? How are you going to make things right tonight?
1: Oh, here we go. Kurt. Masterpiece. <laughs> I mean, listen, Hey, you were still so young in the business, but you were, those are strong, strong promos right there. While crowds going crazy, yelling at you, signs are in the crowd, you know, Kurt wears panties and all the other stuff. I was having
4: a blast. Doing you that, were, man, it was so much fun. My first year was my favorite year,
1: <laughs> but you weren't rattled whatsoever. You got all, everything out that you wanted and you were performing, you were performing it, uh, you know, flawlessly and uh so here we are we're here buddy the pay-per-view is on the air before we get to the match there were a couple of backstage skits you did including your first televised interaction with stone cold steve austin then with foley who makes your match with triple h no dq it's all hilarious stuff bud so we're going to check them out here we go clip seven kurt your unforgiven backstage skits let's take a look
2: this was 96. 95? 96. 96, yeah. 96 was the Olympics. Olympics. World's, World's. I told you that before. Well, guys, anyway, I gotta go. I have a match. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Good luck. Thank you. How you doing? Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's, uh, it's, a, it's an honor honor to meet you. Uh, I'm Kurt Angle, Olympic gold medalist. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure you've heard of me. Uh, you know, the Olympics, basically, they celebrate hard work and courage. K- kind of like your comeback. And uh, because of your comeback, you come back to the WWF, and for the fact that, I mean, let's face it, uh, it's too late for you to win one of your own. I'd like to honor you with this honorary gold medal, if you don't mind. You know, I realize realize it's not as big as mine, but you know, (laughs) you didn't really do anything to to earn it, so I'd say it's a pretty good deal, don't you think?
3: Well, I wanna thank you, Curtin, I'll tell you right now that I'm gonna store this in a a real special place.
2: Thank you, I I think you should, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, uh, right up your
0: ass, (laughs)
3: Thanks for those gold medals.
2: Stone Cold is not in a mood. 481, 482, 483,
3: 484. Man, what
2: kind of company are you running here? Stone Cold Steve Austin just tried to kick my ass. Was he successful?
3: No. (laughs) That's not what
2: I heard, Kurt. Well, I don't know what you heard, but it's not true. You know, I might not be 100% right now because that little incident. But I'm gonna go tonight. I guarantee I come out on top. Damn Because right. I'll have you know in the Olympic Games, the night before, I had a head cold. A head cold? Are you kidding me? Yes. You still competed? Yeah. I still competed with a head cold. And you know what? The day of? I had IBS. You do BS. No, IBS. <laughs> Irritable bowel syndrome. No, gonorrhea? No, diar- diarrhea Diarrhea. listen. I don't care if you have diarrhea at the Olympics. I don't care if you have diarrhea at the mouth. And I don't care if Stone Cold Steve Austin did kick your ass. You know what I'm going to do as a referee? What I was planning on doing, Kurt, not a whole hell of a lot. You know why? Because I was looking forward to seeing you and Triple H tear each other apart. But seeing as you did the little number on Triple H with a sledgehammer, I've decided to do even less. You see, I'm going to make it a no disqualification. So go back to the dressing room and find those extra percentages because you will need them. And that...
1: Ah, how fun was that? Your first interaction with Stone Cold on camera with the little baby medal you gave him.
4: You know what, man? It was Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, you—he's you, the reason why I got into WWE. That—that that is, I started watching 1998, and I fell in love with the guy, and I—I I couldn't wait to actually do something with him on TV, and that was my first thing.
1: Yeah, even though you actually didn't earn it, uh, I want to give you this. I, I, I knew he was going to, I knew it was right up your ass. I knew that's where it was headed. And, yeah. and then right there into the McFoley, just classic Hall of Fame stuff between all of you guys. Uh, so much fun to go back and watch. That's why I love doing these shows with you and bringing it all back. This is it. Our final clip of the week. This is the finish of the match, Unforgiven 2000, Kurt versus Triple H. You got all the characters involved: Mick Foley, Stephanie McMahon. Let's take a look at it, and then we'll uh, we'll go through Meltzer's recap. Get to some fan questions. Let's take a look at the final clip of the week.
3: I don't know even, I just don't know how Triple H can continue. Woo! Angle is literally beating the hell out of the game. Asking nice, Stephanie, you got to plead with him. What is Angle doing now? Oh, my gosh. A beautiful moonsault, but last, missed it. last time he tried that, he broke Bob Hawley's arm. Now look at the game. Nick Foley has got to use some discretion here. I think the game used every bit of every ounce of strength he had left just to move out of the way of this moonsault. Look at that. What elevation. That would have finished the game off for good. Triple H trying to fight his way back up. He's got to pull himself up upright. He, Triple H cannot stand on his own. He had to use look the on. ropes to pull himself up that time. Triple H has got one arm that he can use. Luckily for him, it's his right arm, and he's right-handed. Oh, boy. Reverse. Oh, look at this. Facebuster by the game. And, oh, the game. Looking for the pedigree. He could, oh, he, he doesn't even have it all. He got one one arm he did not get all of it in the game the pain riveting through the game's body yeah, allowed him to only to use one arm don't only celebrate there. don't celebrate yet stephanie i don't think that i don't think that got the job what's she doing I think oh. I just wave stephanie in the ring i that I, I don't know what you got to choose
0: I well, think he said you gotta
3: choose either me or him. That's what the game said goes white. Oh wow. downstairs, that low blow, no disqualification there. And Kumlach sucked it up and nailed the pedigree. There's a cover. And the game wins it. Stephanie made her choice. Here is your winner. the game. Triple eight. What a choice! She doesn't look too overwhelmed, does she? I think right now she may be wondering if she made the right decision, but nonetheless, she made a decision and it was it was a drastic decision. Triple H put his wife on the spot, right? Foley is that he's no DQ, so he can't he can't just fall by Triple H because of what Stephanie did. Triple H wins it. And Stephanie, for some reason, uh, hovering quite frankly, over Kurt Angle, which I don't understand. Triple H told his wife, you gotta make a choice. You gotta make it now. And Stephanie did. Think, you think maybe Stephanie's trying to apologize? I don't know. You think maybe she got second thoughts? I don't know. And women, who can figure them? LH's effort by both these magnificent athletes, the game and Kurt Angle. And the game should just helped them. Oh, what, whoa. That was a, what kind of kiss was that? Well, that was one of those spontaneous things like Al Gore does, you know. That, I don't think that was exactly a loving kind of kiss if you ask me. I think he hurt her lip. He may have, he may have busted her lip kissing her hard.
1: There it is, Kurt, the ending. And uh, let's go ahead and read uh, Melter's opinion on the actual match because he has a lot of strong feelings on how this oh, one played yes, he out. Does. Here we go. Triple H angle was a very good psychological match and would have been the best match on the card if it hadn't come in with so much hype and come out with so little crowd reaction and such a weak finish. In some ways, it was actually a flop given the lack of heat after nine months of building and perhaps the lack of heat is because in this entire feud uh, because in this entire feud and in Angle's entire run the whole thing got off to a bad start when Angle's very distinctive music played and he came out to almost no reaction either way for all his comedic talents and athletic ability he's never been portrayed as a threat one on one to any top star the way he's been booked is great for an undercard chicken shit heel but not for a guy who put into is put into a position to have impact on top or to use a tired phrase, but that is applicable in a main event position to draw money. Still, Angle was squashed like a bug all through the Undertaker angle. And even though he injured Triple H with a sledgehammer on SmackDown and forced himself on Stephanie to build this match, clearly people never took him seriously as a threat to beat Triple H man on man for all his talent. Even if it wasn't as dead live as it appeared on television, nobody could argue that after nine months of hype, even if the crowd reaction was, rea- was average, that couldn't be anything but a huge disappointment. Angle badly needed to go over here with a finish where Stephanie screwed up trying to help Triple H to help the mystery going as to whether she really screwed up. Uh, so there's that. Uh, any reaction from you kind of to his thoughts there before we get into the actual breakdown of the match?
4: Well, I think he's probably right about the comedic stuff. I don't think the fans took me very seriously, especially my rookie year. But I will say this. um, I should have went over. And this program was not even close to being over. I mean, uh, what they did right there, uh, where Triple H forced himself on Stephanie, that showed that we were going to continue on the program. And we didn't. It just ended abruptly. I don't know why. It could have just kept going. We could have kept this going. Even after I beat the rock the next month for the world title, we could have continued on with this program. This was a really good program. And I don't think it it, it got to the uh, level that it should have.
1: Do you remember what he says? The Philly crowd being pretty dead for the match.
4: Well, I, I think the reason is because there weren't really any baby faces in the match. Yeah. You know, you triple H wasn't a babyface. He was doing all heel stuff. Yep. even though he was vulnerable because I was trying to take his wife. That's the only thing that made him a baby face. I don't think the fans genuinely liked him. I mean, they, they, they respect triple H because he's such a great worker, but they weren't liking him. He wasn't a baby face at this particular time. We were both heels and I don't think they cared about either one of us winning.
1: Yeah, the love triangle aspect was downplayed a little going forward with them putting Stephanie as your manager, as a business arrangement. Plus, like you said, we know you'd win the WWF title a month after this and even rekindle the... Listen, I should have
4: won that match. It would have done a lot more for me than it ever did for Triple H. Yeah, And I want to be clear about this. I didn't win a pay-per-view since King of the Ring. Right. Okay, the next four or five pay-per-views, they matched me up with main eventers, but they, they were having me do jobs the whole time. Yeah. I didn't get a good win until I beat Rock for the world title for the belt. Yeah. And I don't know if the fans seriously took me as a world champion at that particular time because I was losing every match that I had for the for the uh the prior 5 months.
1: That's right. They they ended up finally having you rekindle the feud uh with Triple H slightly for a match at Royal Rumble a few months later. Yeah, but to January. your point, I think for you, yeah, you would have you know, going back and looking at, hey, it would have made a lot more sense if they would have had you go over in some of these big time matches, right? I would have gotten a lot more out of it than Triple H did. There you yeah. go. Yep, absolutely. Especially you just getting really started in the business here. So let's. I'll do a little bit of a recap here as far as the match overall. Uh, he said that Triple H pinned you in seventeen twenty six uh of the no DQ match obviously. Foley's the referee. Uh Triple H had ribs taped up due to the sledgehammer. At least that made sense. You attacked the ribs for the first few minutes. The only pop in the early minutes, including for angle, uh including for angle kicking out after a near fall, was chance for Foley when he shoved down angle. Uh so then we go to the end of the match. It said that Triple H delivered that pedigree for the pin after you had gotten uh, kicked between the legs. Uh, Stephanie tried to act like she felt guilty about what she did. Triple H forced a kiss on her uh, while he was all bloody and she acted repulsed. He did give the match three and a quarter stars. Not a typical rating. I mean, obviously the stars would change for you as your matches would go on with Meltzer. He ended up falling in love with you.
4: (laughs) You know what? um, I will say this. Um, I didn't like the Stephanie finish. I know why we used her because she was the crux of the whole storyline. And so she had to make the decision. But I didn't like Stephanie making that decision. I think that Triple H and I should have had a straight-up finish and continued on with the storyline.
1: Straight-up finish, you go over, and somehow they continue to mix, I guess, her in. She's got to be a part of the storyline, but continue it on a little bit more. So there you go. All right, we do have a couple fan questions, Kurt, uh, before we wrap up the show this week, so let's jump into them. Uh, Instagram, a wrestling historian. Some people think this storyline ended too quick, to your point. How much longer do you think it could have gone, thanks in advance? I think
4: it could have gone on for another half a year, maybe even a full year, maybe all the way to WrestleMania. Um, I I really think this storyline was very crucial, uh, especially for Triple H, Stephanie, and myself. This was a great storyline for all of us. And I think we could have risen even higher, uh, in the card. Um, if we would have continued on with this storyline, this was the hottest storyline of the year in 2000.
1: Yeah. Well, Mike goes there. I mean, he says it, he says, I know Kurt doesn't like getting too much into the political side of things, but the rumor was triple H was originally slated to lose this match. to you was Kurt disappointed? He wouldn't be getting what would have been to this point, his biggest win.
4: Oh, yeah, I was a little bit disappointed, but, you know, I'm not going to complain about it. Uh, that That's what the powers that be wanted, but I, I disagree. I really think I should have gone over.
1: Eric uh, Patronus wants to know, Kurt, was it around this time that you were told that you were going to beat The Rock for the WWF title the following pay-per-view?
4: You know what? They kept that quiet until after I wrestled Triple H. I believe they told me two weeks prior to uh, No Mercy, uh, which would have been two weeks after the match I had with Triple H. Uh, But uh, I was surprised. I mean, literally, I wasn't winning any matches for five months. And all of a sudden, they're going to give me the title. And I I really think um, what Vince McMahon told me was it wasn't just about uh, me uh, elevating myself through the company that year. It was the fact that I came back with a concussion and wrestled at SummerSlam against Triple H and The Rock. And Vince really uh, gave me a lot of respect for that. He wanted to repay me for coming back and finishing that match when I shouldn't have finished it. So he he was telling me, listen, I have a real player now. I know I can depend on this guy because he literally got a concussion and he still wrestled with it. So I'm going to put the title on this kid because I believe in him.
1: Not only that, but to your point, you had lost several pay-per-views, but he saw what he had in you. He saw what he had in terms of a worker. He saw what he had in terms of what you could deliver in the ring from a comedic or, you know, your acting chops, whatever you want to call it. So I'm sure there was the respect level for you not having an attitude towards that stuff was also growing on Vince. And I I believe
4: that I I was a team player and he knew that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Francis Reyes is up next. Did you get to speak to Mick Foley before this match? And did he give you any advice for you, Kurt, in general?
4: You know, the only advice Mick ever gave me is he said, do it your way. Do your thing. Be the Kurt Angle you want to be. Uh, Mick never really gave me advice on how to work and how to carry myself. He just told me to be Kurt Angle and do the best that I possibly could. And, and that was great advice, I thought, from Mick. Because, you know, in order for me to be the best I can be, I have to do it my way. I can't copy somebody else.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Matt Godfrey's up next. He said, what was your favorite thing about working with Triple H?
4: You know what? It was, it was his knowledge of the business. Um, It was how good he was in the ring. He was an incredible in ring general. Uh, What, what made him great in the ring is he never panicked no matter what happened. When I got that concussion that night, He talked me through it. He calmed me down. He pulled me down. He said, stay here. I kept trying to get up. He pulled me down again. Stay here. He just is the one guy that you know if you're in the ring and something bad happens, he's going to take care of you. He is really that good, and he's that calm and collected. And that's what I love most about Triple H.
1: The cerebral assassin on so many levels, uh, when you think about it, mm-hmm. uh, Christoph Hankerson says, I know it was discussed on the show early on that there wasn't much discussion on having a program with McFoley. Foley. However, had he not been forced to retire after losing at no way out 2000 in the hell in a cell match. Do you think you guys would have had one later on and which face of Foley would have you liked to had a match with mankind cactus or dude love, by the way, love the show and the chemistry you and Polly B have each week. Thanks, Christoph. Appreciate it, man. So what say you, Kurt? Um, I loved working with Mick. Um,
4: but who would I wrestle? Which character? Yeah, which which probably the least uh, one that was hardcore. I would say dude love. Dude Love, <laughs> <laughs> because Cactus Jack and Mankind were so hardcore. I didn't even want to be in the ring with that. So I would say dude love. <laughs>
1: There you go. He's, he's all for dude love and, uh, just keeping it nice and nice and easy in the ring. No, no barbed wire, no, uh, no, uh, no gimmicks uh, gimmicks needed. There you go. All right. Patrick Ruth is up next final question of this week. Uh, Kurt angle show. When did you first meet Steve and what was your first impression?
4: You know, I met Steve, uh, when I, like I said, before I was doing dark matches and he came up and introduced himself. And, um, like I said, I idolized the guy. He was the reason why I got in the company. And, uh, you know, he taught me a lot at the beginning, especially um, at the very beginning when he told me to watch every match, every night, uh, all the whole show. Make sure you watch the whole show so you know what's going on and you'll learn a lot quicker that way. But also, he was always giving me great advice when I, when I worked a program with him. Uh, Steve was uh, one of the best in-ring generals I've ever been in a ring with the guy improvised like nobody else. He was really good at that. He could change the matchup on the fly and keep going. Like it was planned ahead of time. He, he just had the, he had the gift. And, uh, I I don't think anybody in the ring was better than stone cold. Steve Austin, as far as, uh, improvising
1: ring general, man, He, he, yeah, nah, so good. Always good to see you and Austin working together, whether it's backstage or in the ring, buddy listen we're going to continue on with the theme next week it's unforgiven 2002 we're going to move two years ahead a 20-year look back it's a 20-year anniversary at the smackdown brand in the beginning of the emergence of the SmackDown six under paul Heyman. it's going to be you taking on chris benoit after a tournament for a number one contendership spot for brock lesnar's title how fun is that going to be you and benoit oh, yeah we're going to have a blast man <laughs> i know he's one of your favorite opponents of all time but before we get out of here, though, this week, Kurt, we got to talk about it. Adfreeshows.com. That's where you're going to get it early, ad-free, all the other good stuff that you get there, bonus shows, uh, plus all the other uh, shows that are over there. Uh, but you can find out bonus shows for Kurt, and uh, sometimes he does Zooms with the audience. You need to check it out over there, adfreeshows.com. He and I, just not too long together, uh, not, not too long ago, should I say, we're in Chicago together uh, doing a stage show with Jay Lethal, had a blast And so uh, we do that once a year where we get together with everyone there. So check it out. Kurt, we got to talk about it because we do every week. It's physicallyfit.com. Talk about those chicken snacks, buddy. Chicken
4: snacks. We got chicken snacks and snack smart crispy protein bites. One's chicken protein, one's organic plant protein. They're very good. Very good flavors. uh, 11 different flavors. Go to physicallyfit.com to order yours. I use promo code angle and you get 20% off your first order and you can go on and be a lifetime member and get 20% off the rest of your life. You just sign up on the website, but these things are incredible. If they you are. haven't tried them that yet, you need to try them. Uh, I absolutely love these. These are part of the angle diet and why I'm such in, in such good shape right now.
1: That's right. That's why after may double knee replacement, uh, he's able just to run up hills, throw baseballs all over the place. And, and he's just amazing and doing so well in such great shape. Check him out. Chicken snacks, physically fit.com angle pod, all one word for that 20% off. Uh, the first time you purchase Kurt, let's also tell them about Kurt angle, buddy. That's where they can also continue to support you and find merch and all kinds of good stuff. Cameo videos. You, you tell them all about it, man. Uh,
4: Kurt angle, merch. On Kurtanglebrand.com. we have cowboy hats, milk cartons. Uh, we have birthday cards, uh, autographed photos. Uh, we have t-shirts, a uh, whole ball of wax, cameo voice messages. Order yours on Kurtanglebrand.com and I'll send whatever you order right to you within a week.
1: Guys, listen, all I'm saying is just go to Kurtanglebrand.com right now. I don't care if it's from your phone or your computer, and just look at the picture of Kurt on that home screen. It's worth it. Totally worth it. The face that he's making, uh, that's a face only Giovanna and, him and his mother could love. <laughs> so good. So funny, but check it out. Support our man. Cameo videos are the best I know. Cause I've seen him making them firsthand myself. <laughs> he does a great job with it and that's where you can find it. And lastly, the last shilling we're going to do before we get out of here, one belt left. And then there was one wildcatbelts.com. Yeah. This is the crown jewel. This could be the crown jewel of your Kurt Angle collection, your wrestling correct, uh, collection for that matter. This incredible belt, I have it over my shoulder. Kurt's breaking his out right now. The American Hero Belt, Kurt. Look at it.
4: It's beautiful. Kurt Angle World Championship title. This is awesome. I love this thing. The detailing's incredible. The leather is perfect. I love Soft. the colors. Everything shines. It looks really good. This is the best belt I've ever seen.
1: It shines. It's soft leather, soft, supple leather. You're going to get three Kurt autographs, one on the leather itself of the belt on the uh, certificate of authenticity, and then on the stand, it comes with a custom stand for you to display it. So definitely check it out. Kurt. Only one left too. One left, man. That's it. That is left. Kurt, this has been another fun week, man. I love reliving your history together with you. Did you have fun? Me
4: too, Paul. I love doing it with you, brother.
1: Awesome. Well, on behalf of your Olympic hero, hey Kurt and I, as this drops, we may be seeing each other this weekend in Pittsburgh. Both going to the Steelers home opener. Steelers,
4: let's go Steelers, go That's Steelers. Right. That's right year this year.
1: That's right. So we're going to have a little bit of fun doing that this weekend. But we're going to be back together recording end of next week for next week's show, Unforgiven, two thousand two. Check it out. On behalf of your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, this is Paul Bromwell. We'll see you right back here next week on the Kurt Angle Show.